Good morning, people of God. How oh, and if I say Christ is risen, you say He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Well, in case you missed it last week, right? Uh, the season of Easter is actually 50 days long. So I'm going to say that so often, you're probably going to be annoyed. But it's going to be good. Because we need to remind ourselves that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. Woo. Uh, what a beautiful day the Lord has given us. Amen. And just not to be the, the bearer of bad news, my dad just sent me a text about 20 minutes ago. See, they had the same weather we had where they had six-foot snowdrifts in my mom and dad's backyard go down to nothing by Thursday night. They had snow this morning. And we it always comes a day later. So just letting you know... You know, breathe it in this morning, right? Appreciate the sun, the warmth. If I could knock out that sidewall right now, I would, because it's going to get cold tomorrow, right? But it's all good. Spring is coming. Amen? Amen. Uh, uh, for those of us, uh, those of you joining us online, um, my name is Pastor Dave Parker. We're blessed to have you all here with us, both in person and joining us online. We will be having Holy Communion, so uh, grab some bread and some wine or juice following our time of confession. A few announcements for us this morning. Starting this Wednesday night, we are back at it again with our Wednesday night programming. We have our FUSE, our 4th through 6th graders, meeting at 6.30. And we have a brand new Bible study on the book of Exodus, which is always a good one. Uh, It's filled with amazing stories, but that's uh, uh, this Wednesday, 7 o'clock, for anyone else who wants to join. Um, the, The next three weeks, we will be collecting... Uh, new children's books uh, for the uh, Detroit Children's Hospital. There's, there'll be a collection on your way out uh, before you get to the doors. There'll be some boxes there, uh, like I said, for the next three weeks. Uh, it's one thing that they always just run out of. And ultimately, when they share a book with the child, the child goes home with that book, uh, which is why they need to be new because, you know, it's safe and sanitary. And uh, yeah, so if you are out and about and you run across some children's books, even the board books especially, Um, Those are a wonderful gift to give to children. In three weeks, I should say, we are hosting uh, a really cool event called Walk Through the Old Testament, or Walk Through the New Testament. It's Walk, sorry, Walk Through the Bible. Okay. So it's both? Uh, No, okay. Both Old and New Testament? So here's the problem y'all are going to have today, because I'm going to be the problem. Uh, I decided to cut caffeine out of my diet two days oh, ago. This is a bad day to do that. That's what my wife said today. <laughs> and today was a really bad way to start that, and I should start tomorrow. But it is what it is, so you all have to deal with my brain today. So, so. Back, we're back to the Old Testament, New Testament. Is this a walk through the entire Bible? No. Okay. Thank you for the clarification. Uh, a year and a half ago, we did the walk through the Old Testament. We had about 100 people here. It was an awesome event where uh, a presenter by the name of Jim Miller uh, showed us hand gestures, basically retold the entire Old Testament in a way that we could remember and be engaged. It was three hours, and I kid you not, you might see them on the camera right now. I have goosebumps just thinking about how fun that event was. Well, this year, uh, in three weeks, we are going to be doing the walk through the New Testament. Okay? And here's the deal. Uh, our council, we talked about it on Thursday. We feel so excited about this opportunity that we're making it free. 
Okay, so we're even going to pay for the workbooks that come with it. We just, we want you to come participate. Kids can be a part of it. Adults, doesn't matter. It's just a fun, engaging three hours. It's broken up into four sections of about a half hour, 45 minutes each. We have snacks. There, there's great times to interact with people. We're inviting all the area churches to come participate as well. So bring a friend if you want. Uh, it's going to be awesome. So you will, before you leave be able to not only talk about the books of the New Testament, but the stories of the New Testament in action form. If you want to see more about it, there's posters in the entryway. We've got an a, a advertisement on our website. takes you to a video, kind of walks you through what to expect. I've never seen a bad experience with this. It's just awesome. So that's on May 6th from 9 until noon that Saturday morning. Finally, I want to invite one of our members, Brian McIntosh, to come up and uh, share what he's up to right now. Come on up. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, as Pastor Dave said, I'm Brian McIntosh, a member of Troop 349 and this church. And I'm, think, I'm doing a bottle drive for my Eagle Project, which is going to be for a water feature in that prayer corner just over there. I just thought it'd be a really neat idea just to have a water feature as it, it would really finish the look of the prayer corner, I think. It'd be something nice to look at and something nice to hear while praying in that corner. Uh, <clears throat> now, of course, the water feature does need money, and I'm hoping that it can all be funded by me so the church does not have to do anything. So it'd be nice to have just water, uh, water bottles, or not water bottles, but just bottles and cans donated next Sunday at 12 p.m. after church is when I'll be collecting it. Uh, so, just yesterday, as another part of my ego project, we were doing outdoor cleanup with the scouts, where we spent uh, around 50 hours total for with all the scouts yesterday doing outdoor work, like weeding, cleaning up all the wood chips and pine needles that fell, and so on. Uh, however, as I previously said, supplies do cost money, which is why I'm really hoping the church would help come together and help uh, donate for this, uh, help donate bottles for this project. So like I said, next Sunday at 12 p.m., I will be collecting it at the garage back there. So please stop by and drop some bottles off. Thank you. I want to add that uh, you can bring all bottles, no judgment. <laughs> it's a judgment-free zone, bottle zone, yeah. Uh, also, if you don't do bottle, uh, collect bottles and you want to donate towards that, you can do that as well. Uh, again, it's, it's a great project to, to complete our little prayer corner, to have that reminder, reminder of our baptisms just flowing and going and just excited that Brian wanted to be a part of something that kind of, you know, made our church just a little more uh, engaging and beautiful. So... With all that said, let's get after it. I invite you to stand as you are able. Greet the neighbors you have around you. Shout a big hello out on uh, Facebook. Let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, the strength of those who believe and the hope of those who doubt. May we, who have not seen, have faith in you and receive the fullness of Christ's blessing. 
who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. And all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Pick it up where we left off last week, where we heard the retelling of Jesus' resurrection on that very first Easter Sunday. Today we get to read how his closest followers reacted and responded to that resurrection. So we read from John chapter 20, starting in verse 19. I invite you to follow along on the screen. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, right, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. Well, a week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them this time. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, All right, put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you've seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What a story. Wow. So before even reading this week's scripture to write a sermon about it, something hit me. Just looking at the fact that uh, John has 21 chapters in the entire book, and we are reading from John chapter 20, and it took until now. For John to get about and and tell us what he's really all about. What he's up to. He finally comes clean why he's retelling these stories about Jesus. And as much as I love the details of this particular story, I had to back up and take a look at the whole story of John. Not just this story. To kind of get what John was putting down. 
So here's what I mean, along with a little recap of the book of John here, right? So John starts with some very flowery stuff. Right from the very first chapter, it's all about uh, um, the Word was made flesh, right? The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word became one of us, dwelt among us. God came to His own people, right? Okay? He was there from the very beginning. In other words, show, uh, showing us that Jesus wasn't just some guy with some special powers. He was actually God. So right, that's important for John to say right off the bat, Jesus is the Son of God. He then continues sharing stories about God's super abundant grace, providing the very best wine at that wedding, and so on. Sharing stories of forgiveness and, and love and welcome. Laying out exactly who God is and what God is all about. That's how John starts. And then John continues by sharing with us a number of different characters and people along the way. You get people like Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee and a member of the Sanhedrin, the elite And you get people like the Samaritan woman who's an outsider. And you get the man who receives his sight. And you get Martha and Peter and Pilate. And when you take a step back, you start to see that John is giving us examples of just about everyone possible of a way that you can respond to meeting with Jesus. Some are confused. Some come to faith. Some have questions. Some fail to recognize who he is. It's almost like John lays it all out so that no matter who you are or where you're at, you can relate to someone in this story. And at the end of all of them, we get tonight, or this morning's reading, and we get Thomas. It's something of a climax of all the people who encounter Jesus. And it's here that we get Thomas who goes from complete skepticism, right? He shows up and his fellow disciples, which he has every reason to believe them, they all say, Jesus is alive, right? Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah, right? So that's what they're saying. And he's like, yeah, right. I saw him die. Uh Uh-uh. And he goes from that complete skepticism and doubt to this journey a week later to having this moment of faith and belief that culminates in him professing out loud the most amazing proclamation you will find in all the scriptures where Thomas says, My Lord and my God. And it's here where we find out what John has been all about. The entire book of John comes down to this story and what his greatest hope is. John hopes that after reading and hearing his book filled with all of these encounters of Jesus, that we, like Thomas today, would make that very same profession in our lives. That we would dare to say even out loud that Jesus is not only my Lord, but also my God. And he even follows up that story with his own statement of purpose, if you will. He makes it as plain as day. Hey, I wrote this so that you might come to believe too. That you might be Thomas in this story. He wrote all these stories about Jesus for one reason, and he names that one reason, and it's you. Not the other disciples, 
Not those who got to uh, have some of the bread and the fish of the 5,000. Not some of those who were healed and met Jesus along the way. He wrote the stories for you. He's after you and what you put your faith in. He confesses in hopes that by retelling these encounters with Jesus Christ, that this will bring you life, just as it had done for him and all those who had met him along the way. That you will come to faith, believe and continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the one who has come to save you. And that through that you might have abundant life. That's John's mission statement right there. Kind of all grows up to that big moment. And to me, this being just one week after celebrating Easter, I'm thinking this is the perfect time to not only read and hear about John's mission statement, but to take it as our own as well. To let this be our mission statement. So let me ask you a question this morning. Okay? And this is rhetorical. You don't have to shout out this one time. (laughs) Why are you here today? I just want you to think about that for a moment. Why? Why'd you come to church? My hope for us is that it isn't primarily because we think it makes God happy, although I'm sure it does. My hope is that it isn't primarily because we learn some sound morals, though that certainly can happen. My hope is that it isn't primarily because we learn the essentials of the Christian faith, although it would be nice if that would happen from time to time. Amen? Right. My greatest hope For the reason why you are here, dear ones, and for the reason why we gather together is so that we might meet and be met by the risen Christ. Just one more time and be caught up in that abundant grace. My greatest hope for you, that it's always been my greatest hope that you have an experience with Jesus when we sing, when we pray, when we open Scripture and read the stories and share a sermon, when we have confession and commune, when we do all of this together, my greatest hope and prayer is that at some point you feel or see or hear or know that Jesus is with you. It's always been that way. We come together because the life of faith can be joyous and wonderful, but we all know all too well that there are times when it's not. Amen? When life is challenging or difficult. The loss of a loved one, the end of a relationship, the struggle to find that job or to keep it, the persistent feeling of loneliness, the prolonged bout of illness a pervasive sense of anxiety or or frustration with the things in our lives or going on in our nation or across the globe. All of these things can wear us down. And for any and all of these things, faith can be a, a great source of strength and support, but it can also be a casualty because of the assault of all these other things. We know that, don't we? We've gone through hard times in our lives where we sit and we question 
and wonder where God is. And maybe even in spite of that, we decide to not go to church anymore because God must not be around. We have those moments. Which is why when people ask me, why is it important to go to church? This is the reason. We come together to hear the stories of Jesus so that we might encounter Jesus ourselves. My greatest hope is that when we open up Scripture, you place yourself in that story as one of the disciples or one of the people along the road or the person who receives their sight or the person who sometimes is chastised. Right? That we become part of the story. That's why it's the living Word. It's still alive. You and I are are just entering into the story that's been going on for centuries. And as we do that, as we experience Jesus, we are filled with things like hope again, like renewal, like confidence, and maybe even a little more faith. It's honestly what my hope is with everything that we do, not just in worship on Sunday mornings, but everything, whether it's a praise band rehearsal or a planning meeting or a decorating the church or teaching Sunday school or being a greeter or an usher. Maybe serving on council throughout anything and everything that we do, that it can be an opportunity to encounter the risen Christ to be led to a more abundant life. Amen? And that means outside these walls as well. So here's something maybe for all of us to chew on this week. Okay, It's John's hope that each of us might experience Jesus and respond like Thomas, declaring Jesus as my Lord and my God. And Jesus also tells us in Scripture, wherever two or more are gathered, He's there. Okay? So we're going to take all that together. So we're going to try this. Every time you are with people this week, and that happens quite a bit, right? Even for those of us who live alone, maybe live at home without people, we still encounter a lot of people. Whether it's through work or church, family or friends, going to the grocery store, right? It happens. Every time, Jesus says, every time two or three are gathered, he's there. So, here's your mission. Be on the lookout. Look and listen for where Jesus is. In your conversations, in your thoughts, in what you witness. Look for Jesus. So often we get thinking like, oh, he's obviously not here because there's so much bad in the world. At the same time, we got to be looking because he's there. Right in front of us. We just don't see it right now. Or maybe you have been seeing it. What a blessing that is. Even on the way here, by, by watching a car, let another car turn, like come in, that's a rare occurrence in Michigan. You ever notice that? That someone else let someone else into a lane? That happened on the way here this morning. I'm like, oh, there's Jesus. <laughs> that had to be an act of God. <laughs> Anytime there is acceptance or worth or hope or love or comfort or thanks to Easter, new life, Jesus is present. So look for those moments, and when you experience them this week, may God give you the ability to kind of take that step back and go, oh, there you are. 
And for you to understand that that was Jesus meeting you where you are at and offering you His abundant life through God. Every day we get thousands of love letters from Jesus. But every day, I don't know about you, but it's so easy to get caught up in all the other gunk. This is why we come together. So that Jesus might encounter us and change us, mold us into the people that God desires us to be. And that doesn't happen overnight, but thank heavens, there's another Sunday only seven days away. Amen? And now, even now, we have recordings of the service so we can listen to it throughout the week. So we don't have to wait until next Sunday even. Amen? Think of all the blessings that God gives to us each and every day. May you experience Jesus in a mighty and profound way this morning, reminding you that you are loved for exactly who you are. Yes, maybe you want to be someone else or you think you need to be someone else. Jesus says, no, I still love you just like you are. May you be reminded that you are forgiven of all those things that we carry, all those burdens on our shoulders. We can let those go too because Jesus says, I forgive you regardless of who you are. May you see that every time you look in the mirror, you have great worth. (laughs) Somebody died so that you could have life today. That's how much God sees you. Do we see ourselves like that? What an opportunity. All of this so that we might have those moments where we see Jesus in our midst, give thanks to God, and dare to say something as profound as, yeah, you are my Lord and my God. May you have that experience every day. Can I get an amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we cannot thank you enough for the gift of today. We thank you for all the ways that you continue to come to us, that you are in our midst. Anytime that we are with anyone else, you are there. Even in our own thoughts, you dwell within our bodies. We can't escape you. Which is such a blessing, knowing that you also bring with you hope and love and forgiveness and great joy even in the worst moments we might face. So Lord, be that visible sign, that presence for us uh, in, in our conversations this week as we meet and watch people all around us. May you use us and, and kind of flow through us to encounter other people who also need to meet the risen Christ. And throughout it all, Lord, May you give us strength and the eyes and the ears and the heart to experience you every day. We ask all this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, Amen. United in the hope and joy of the resurrection, let us now pray for the church, the world, and for all who are in need. At the end of each prayer, I will say, God of grace, please respond with hear our prayer. Let us pray. God of rebirth. The good news of your resurrection brings refreshment to a weary world. 
following the women at the tomb, empower us to boldly share your radical love through our words and our work. God of grace, hear our prayer. As you breathe your spirit into the, into the disciples, breathe your spirit of healing upon all creation. Nourish the earth with weather that brings growth and new life. Strengthen us to counter the effects of pollution and destruction. God of grace, hear our prayer. You prepared the disciples for their ministry by calming their fears and granting them your peace. Equip our community's leaders. Give them a spirit of peace and hearts that burn for justice, that their leadership reflects your love. God of grace, hear our prayer. You come among us in unexpected ways. Send us to those who hide in fear or question your love. Be a healing presence for any isolated by addiction, incarceration, mental illness, chronic pain, sickness, or grief especially those that we name now, either silently or out loud. Tongues. God of grace, hear our prayer. As you met the disciples on the road to Emmaus, show us your presence along our journeys as well. Bless our doubts and questions. Provide trusting and safe relationships for all ages to nurture our connection to you and to one another. God of grace, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words through Jesus Christ, our risen Lord, as we now pray the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. We now take a moment to confess and reflect on our week. Confess those times when we have failed to, to live as God invites and calls us to live. So I invite you to... Uh, Use the words with me along on the screen. God of life, we confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We nurture conflict and build walls. We neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts where we are reluctant, give us courage. Where we are cynical, restore our trust. Renew us with your grace and give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. And now hear this, dear children of God. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for you. And for God's sake, he forgives us all of our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by God's authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people say, Amen. At this time I invite you to take out your communion kits or your bread and your wine or juice if you're joining us from home as we prepare to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ.
In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me, the body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me, the blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. Dear ones, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you today and keep you always in God's grace and all of God's people say, Amen. Uh, thank you for all of you who uh, continue to prayerfully support King of Kings financially. We've got buckets on your way out for those of you in person. There's a QR code at the end of worship. Just know uh, that every way that you help support us keeps this all going so that we can continue to help Share that love of Christ. Amen? Amen. Finally, may you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of His hand. Amen. See, I didn't need coffee. We did okay. All right. There's another act of God right there. It's a miracle. You've got another one following. Oh, no, I'm going to go take a nap now. We're good. Yeah. I invite you to stand as you are able as we send, uh, sing our sending song. Woo! Yeah, God is good. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. With that, people of God, may you go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.